Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. Back to throw versus Danny. Pete is tight end. And Raja Bell. Bell has done three three. 22 to Raja. Saw the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. All of a sudden it started hitting me that I was going to win the tournament. And, uh, you know, my, my, I started tearing up a little bit. And the reason why I knelt down behind the ball, I said, you know, i got to get back to work here. Come on, just you know, finish this off. And I, I just can't believe I, I pulled this off after, you know, what the season's gone through. And um, All right, that was it. Our boy, Tiger Woods, getting emotional. And I'm yeah. like, do you think he was trying to generate some tears there at the end? No. <laughs> no. no, I think he was he a weird place. He was in a weird place. It was a weird place, but it was phenomenal. It was great for golf. It was a ton of fun to watch. Uh, you know, he gets his 80th career win. I think this caps off a year, which I think is even beyond his wildest expectations as we were talking. You know, we've talked a lot about this and this, you know, we're only nine months into our podcast sure. at off the bench. We've talked a lot about him, our hopes, what we thought he could do. I think this just blew away everybody's minds that uh, considering where he was just over a year ago, this is unbelievable. I had been hoping for this for months. Um, the U.S. Open, I didn't care if he won Open Championship. I didn't care if he won um Firestone Masters like you name it I wanted him to be this was fairy tale stuff like I you know he was viable which we wanted we wanted to see progression in the game um and in the like the psyche and get back to winning but the win I felt like if he was going to get one this year and it was going to only be one that the tour championship was like tailor made it was the moment it was it was fairy taleish and the <laughs> only thing that would have made it better and I don't like to hate on anybody else would have been if Justin Rose had kind of really fell apart on 18. But, uh, you know, like having said that, it, this was perfect. It was, it was perfect. It was a perfect way to finish the year for him, having started at the depths of kind of where he started personally and physically. And then, you know, for golf fans going into the Ryder Cup and then going into next season, um, to have him potentially being able to chase these records again, because now you know that he can win is, is just, I mean, it's all tailor made for what golf was looking for. It absolutely is. It would have been like if you would have won in Tampa, right? Like, yeah. you know, he's going okay. to toe to toe with Patrick Reed. It would have been kind of cool. And yeah. everybody would have said, all right, maybe Tiger's back. This one puts his stamp on one of the most remarkable comebacks we've seen in the history of sports. Yeah. Like it really is when you consider how far he went. So he gets to 80. He only needs two more to catch Sam Snead for most PGA tour victories of all time. The number that everybody's looking for though is 18. Does he catch Jack? And there's an unbelievable mashup of videos. There's a bunch of them going around. Uh, What's he at? 13? He's at 14. 14. 14. So he needs four more to catch him. Um, you know, here's just some of the shots that were going from the crowd. Look at that I gallery. Look it at that. It was insane. And this is the impact that he has on that sport. Yeah. But now, so there's an unbelievable video going around on the internet talking to all the people who are, and it's like Randall Chambly, the golf channel. It's a lot of golf experts. Yeah. They're like, he's not going to win. Trashing him. They got all kind of sports voices yeah. saying he should retire. He's done. He'll never do it again. I might have been in the camp that was skeptical. I never buried him though. Okay. I never buried him. But here's what I thought. He needs to learn how to win. Yeah. I thought he would win another regular PGA event. Which was that? Which was that? Yeah. I was never a believer that he could win another major. Have you cha have you changed your opinion? I think on so. That? Yeah. I mean and you've heard me talk about this on our show. Like I think he will because he's already been in the mix at several majors this year yeah. with top five finishes. 
as long as he hangs around there, sooner or later, he's going to get it all to come together. I think he will too. I look, and, and I don't know that he ever winds up catching Jack, but, uh, you know, just cause time, the time is ticking, right? But it, when, when Tiger is in, see, he's interesting to me because like I always say, when the young guys, if there's a soft golf course, right? And those young dudes can, can shoot at the pin and try to go low. I don't know that he's got the firepower anymore to do that. But when they're tough golf courses, Danny, like, and it requires a little bit of patience and there's got to be some, you know, plotting and working your way around the course, um, you know, and you've got to be in the right positions, like it, under those, and those are major championship scenarios, right? Like that's, you're talking about U.S. Opens, Open Championships, Masters, like those are, that's the way they set those golf courses up. He's, he's fine in those conditions. Like, you know, it's whether or not he's on his game, but under the other ones where you could just go like 25 under to win a tournament, like I don't know that Tiger is built like that anymore. So I think he's built now, this new version, is better built for championship golf than than uh, than just regular every weekend golf. All right, so if I was the one that said, "Oh, he's not going to win another major," I believe he can win another major. Yeah, I think it isn't that crazy to think he might challenge Jack. Oh. That's like kind of going the other. I way. I hope you're right. But here's the thing: he's 42 years old, but we're seeing across all sports, we're seeing Tom Brady perform at a high level at 41. We're seeing Drew Brees. We just saw him, you know, he's yeah. catch all these records at 39. You're seeing LeBron do things that we haven't seen basketball players maintain for that long. Athletes now are maintaining their bodies better than ever before, like nutritionally, workout-wise, right. physically. I think he'll challenge longer than we've seen historically because of the way he takes care of his Maybe, body. Maybe, but here would be the only the only uh, pushback I'll give you is, like, Tom Brady hasn't had, like, like elbow fusion surgery or right. shoulder. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, LeBron hasn't had essentially, like, Two ACLs, you know, Tiger with the spinal fusion, like that's it's a huge. But we never would have thought he would have won that. One. No, no, no. But no. I mean, like in terms of longevity, right? Like at some point, a healthy athlete, you see them kind of getting up into the forties, and and and. Uh, but I, the the jury is out on whether that back will hold up. I got a question for you before we go on. A few, not a few years ago. I don't know. It was seven, eight years ago when t- the whole Tiger thing went down. Yeah, there was a faction of people. Um, I had them in my own family that were just anti-Tiger. Yep. For what, whatever reason, wherever you felt like, whether it was for whatever reason, you were anti-Tiger. Right. Where did they go? They're are they still, still there? Are they oh, still yeah, there? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Ah, uh, full disclosure. So there were that. I don't many... want to throw anybody under the bus, but my brother-in-law <laughs> last night, we were at a family dinner. It was actually his birthday, yeah. and we were talking, and he was like, oh, "I can't believe Tiger won. How could how could anything good happen to somebody who's done so much bad?" And he's still bitter about yeah. what he did to his okay. Like, okay. And I think there's a lot of women so they're there that way. There are they absolutely are there. I saw some dudes in the crowd around Atlanta. Atlanta's an interesting place because kind of rural <laughs> south, like oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Like, the galleries were interesting to watch because after he'd make putts, you'd see 98% of the people just erupting. And there would be these two old dudes in every gallery. They would be sitting there like this, stone-faced. There still and I, are some haters, for sure. That's interesting. And they'll always have them. I mean, it's just yeah, no, that, I mean that's the way it goes. But I think it's crazy how overwhelming the positive that, nature is, which is why the sport is. And you see Justin That's Tom, been incredible Corey to watch. McElroy, everybody's congratulating, saying thank you for what you do for the sport Yeah, because you know what's fun? Playing with crowds like that and they realize it's because of Tiger. One of my favorite parts of the weekend was seeing those dudes waiting there after the tournament like in their in their regular civvies like yeah. and dapping him up and yeah. giving him hugs. Like that wasn't Justin old Thomas Tiger. had that was... his cell phone and was taking pictures of the crowd and tweeting them out saying how cool is yeah, that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like it's pretty awesome. Alright, let's move on to the NFL because we saw a wild weekend college football. We saw a wild weekend in the NFL. Just upsets that you would have thought never would have happened. Um, the Chiefs continue their absolutely like red hot start with Patrick Mahomes. I have a prediction for you. Okay. 
Patrick Mahomes, 13 touchdowns. It's the fastest uh, start in NFL history. Best quarterback of all time? No, not no? Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> he is going to throw at least 40 touchdowns, which really? has only been done about 10 times in NFL history. Yeah. I think he has a cha- chance to challenge 55, the all-time record by Peyton Manning. Uh, if he stays healthy. Is this based, is this a call, like, is this based on his performance plus all the weapons, Andy oh, Reid's system? This is all this coming yes, together. It's the perfect compilation. It's like, it's like you're playing a video game. It's like you're playing Madden and you're playing a different mode than everybody else. Right. I think you saw a little bit more of his improvisational skills yesterday. What he can do when he's outside the pocket. Yeah. I think he's got the perfect mindset for it. Now, I'll say it about everybody. You're going to have a bad game. How does he respond after it? Like, I've always said that. Like, I wouldn't buy into Garoppolo, who we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, Because I want to see how you do when he struggles. Not one interception yet. He's going to have a game yeah. where he throws a few interceptions. Then what happens? How does he respond? And But I think he'll be fine. His dad was a professional baseball player. I think that helps him mentally. Sure. Like, how to prepare, how to handle success. And I, you talked about the weapons that he is working with. Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, all across the board. And Andy Reid who I could not believe was willing to take this risk of saying, Alex Smith, see you later. I'm going all in on Patrick Mahomes. Now it makes complete sense, yeah. and it shows you why he's getting paid the big bucks to do that, and I'm getting paid the little bucks to do this. He was watching <laughs> He was watching him in practice, like just, yeah. I mean, salivated. Yeah, yes, everybody you know, um, I think they're going to continue to tear it up. Here's what I'd say about making a mistake at this point if you're if you're Mahomes. And I, I, the analogy I'll use is like my son shooting jump shots. Like you don't come out – and just start pulling from the three-point line, right? Right. You start to miss right away. Sometimes your confidence can get shaken, right? But Patrick Mahomes has banked all of these little two-footers, if you will. Like I tell my son, start working in the paint. See the ball go in. He's seen the ball go in 13 times. So I think it's easier now if he should throw a couple bad balls and have some mistakes for him to bounce back and be like, dude, I'm cool. Like right. I, I've got 13 touchdowns in the bank. So the same way I would tell you know my son, like you're fine. You just made 20 of them. If you miss one, you're okay. You know. So I think having the success early, especially for a young quarterback, is probably huge when that mistake actually pops up. The numbers that they're putting up are insane. He's the only player in NFL history to throw 13 passes through three, uh, 13 touchdown passes through three weeks. Uh, according to Elias Sports, the 2018 Chiefs are the second team in NFL history to have nine players with a touchdown catch in their first three games of the season, joining the 97 Patriots. So that's what, like, the, the wealth they're able to spread around yeah. is incredible. Other side of the ball, potentially a devastating loss to the 49ers for their season, for their franchise, considering what they invested in Jimmy Garoppolo. And this is one of the things, I don't want to sound insensitive, but this is one of the reasons why Part of evaluating the quarterback position is not only what do you do on the field, how are you mentally, how do you handle the press, it's can you stay healthy. And I know it's an ACL, I know it could happen at any time, but you're seeing a player who has not played longer than four, five games was his longest streak as a starter at the end of last season. Right. Couldn't make it through four with the Patriots, and now we're in week three and he's already hurt. Some guys' bodies are not designed to play in the NFL. Yeah. I know it was a non-contact injury. Did he I give know... you, did he give you any reason to think his body wasn't designed to play in the NFL? I mean, that would well, be like... he was hurt with the Patriots after just a couple games. Like, yeah. he didn't make it through that window. And look, you can't, it's again, you'll get, I'll get crushed for saying this because okay. people say, well, it could have happened to practice, which it could have, but it's part of the position is being able to stay healthy. Some guys' bodies are not designed to be top, te- top tier high end athletes. Yeah, the the uh, so the injury for me is weird because like, I, again, it was a non-contact a contact injury. It wasn't like he's 
brittle and can't take the hit. Right. You know what I mean? So I kind of give him a pass, but just. But you know how some guys are with hamstrings always bothering them? Yeah. Yeah. If it, that's why I asked issue. about the history. I didn't realize that he had missed time in, right. in New England and he couldn't stay healthy there because that, that kind of changes it for me a little bit. I didn't know that. For me, it, like I would have given him a franchise tag, but to back up the truck and go all guarantee. in on Garoppolo before you even see what was his guarantee? What was his guarantee? It was up there, eighty, ninety million. Like it's something insane. See, in the NFL, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's just what they got to do to get these guys now. But I'm saying I'm not. I, the guarantee for me is is it's a violent sport. You're gonna get hurt, right? For a guy with no track record, like I don't care what your contract is. Give him ten. Give him a hundred million dollars. I don't care, but right. don't guarantee him all of that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the whole beauty of the NFL is the flexibility from ownership side. If something should happen like that, right? right. Or he doesn't. Well, he'll still get it. paid. He'll still get paid his money. He's still going to get paid the ninety, whatever it is. No, but my point is, like, I am not guaranteeing you that much money <laughs> oh, in right. case for injury purposes. For I didn't have enough data on you, and you didn't wind up being what I thought you were going right. to be for a lot of reasons. I'm saying the same thing you're saying, just differently. So here's what bothers me the most about this injury. The NFL is having all these rules. And I want to talk about Clay Matthews because he got hit again. But they're instituting all these rules to protect the quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, it's third and goal, and they're on about the 25-yard line. He scrambles from the pocket. He's going left. He All he has to do, he's about the 15. Score he's balance. not going to score a touchdown. Like yeah. it's, very, it's not even like he's extending. He's on the 15. All he has to do is take a step out of bounds. None of this happens. Yep. Instead, he does it. He weird, like it's weird. He jukes back inside to hit the defensive back. I'm like, what are you doing? So that just goes to show you, like, as much as you try to protect these quarterbacks, they're still going to get hurt. It's football. It's a violent game. You know, it's, it's a high speed game. There's going to be accidents like these that happen. Just freak injuries. They happen. Yeah. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question because yep. I'm unclear on this. If a quarterback is running under that scenario, right, in that scenario, and he's going down the sideline, and he yep. decides he don't want to go out of bounds, yep. and he's going to challenge me as a linebacker, can I tackle him and put my weight on him at that point? <laughs> That's, no, or, seriously. I can think I? you're allowed to because you become a runner. He's a runner now. In the pocket, you are a runner. So I'm supposed to like Unless he play him himself up. Oh, right, if he's slide, going into a slide, I can't. Yes. But if he's Cam Newton and me, where he's yeah. coming at, I'm allowed to tackle him like I tackle any other player on the football field. It's a good question. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Look that up. So I don't... <laughs> in the heat of battle and in the middle of all this going on, I'm supposed to treat the same guy differently on the next play when he's dropping back to pass? Like the same exact target that I just had. I'm supposed to now make the determination that he's in. he's inside the pocket, he's about to throw, and now I can't tackle him the same way. That's what I, they're asking guys to do. It's, that's why it's stupid. I want to get more into this because Clay Matthews got flagged again for a roughing the passer uh, penalty. And I think the NFL is actually going to defend him again. Yeah. Let's break that down in a lot more NFL because it was a crazy day. The Bills. Who knew the Bills are back, baby? Canada. Hannah. Hannah. Talk about the next on Off the Bench. All right. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Let's hit some NFL stuff because yeah. it was a crazy day. I want to talk about the Bills-Vikings game. I'm getting hammered, including by Debo, who is DMing me right now saying Kirk Cousins is trash. I want to get to all the Kirk Cousins haters. But the Redskins-Packers, we're all there in Rodgers, people saying, oh, where's that because of his reputation because he's one of the greatest of all time. But that was a game I don't think a lot of people said, whoa, all of a sudden the Redskins go out with a 31-17 uh, win against that one. But it wasn't so much the story of the game, the fact the Redskins beat the Packers to me. It was the fact that the NFL is still dealing with these rules that they're trying to implement where we are treating quarterbacks like porcelain dolls, like they will break if they get tackled. Clay Matthews got his third rough in the passer call just this season alone. In the last eight years of his career, yeah. he had four total. So he's somebody that's struggling with it. It's Alex Smith. I thought it was a what? totally 
normal. He just ball. ran through the tackle. Like it exactly. was. He didn't slam him. He didn't nope. do anything. He that just, is a tackle. You're he getting finished. tackled. Yes. And then what? And his reaction after is he's trying to be careful. He takes his <laughs> hand off of him and he's like, "I'm not doing anything. You can't do that. I'm not as doing anything." As soon as you throw your hands up, you're guilty. You're guilty. You're as guilty. soon as you throw him up. I, if anything, I think you maybe could have said he fell with his weight on him again. But that's so dumb. Clay Matthews is running probably a four six four seven speed coming at you wraps him up how is he supposed to turn his body so he doesn't touch him well they or teach, land on they're him. trying to teach this hog tackling now like this no seriously they no, try I to know, do it at the youth they try to teach you to you know tackle with your head behind which is contrary to probably what you guys were taught you Absolutely. were always taught head in front yeah lead with right your lead head. with your head right and Eyes so up. it's it's shoulder back shoulder now um and then once you make the contact you wrap and you roll so if you Some people were, call it like an alligator style, like yeah, yeah. They I, so they tackle with these little rings that they 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 roll the ring. It's like an inner tube. They just roll it down the field, and the kids wrap it up and roll with it. It's kind of it's really wild to watch. But anyway, if that was your tackle and you couldn't tackle any other way, then in that case scenario, maybe you could call a penalty. But if you're allowing regular tackles where you're going to run through a guy, that's all that was. Like he. Is that guy supposed to risk his paycheck by saying, okay, oh my God, I gotta run around and try to grab him and roll with him. And if I miss him, like on film, I look like a Jack A. Yeah. No, dude, I'm tackling the quarterback. That's my job. Clay Matthews after the game, I think he's spot on. He said, unfortunately, this league's going in a direction I think a lot of people don't like. I think they're getting soft. The only thing hard about this league is the fines they levy down on guys like me who play the game hard. He is spot on. The game, Again, we do this in our society, and it drives me nuts. We over-correct certain issues. Because obviously the NFL, the history of covering up you know, CTE and discussion issues that they dealt with 20 years ago, now they're going to making it powder puff football where you're finding guys like Clay Matthews who are faces of the game. He's one of the most popular defensive players in the league, and now you're telling him he can't go out and do his job? I'm curious to see if the NFL loses fans over this because I see a lot of people saying, if this is it, I'm not going to watch anymore. Probably an overreaction there too. Yeah. But is this the new NFL? Is this what we're going to? And what does it mean? I think you're going to see offensive records, passing records absolutely shattered from here until like moving forward. You're just going to see offense, 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 offense. I, I think, well, I, hopefully they don't lose fans because I, I, I don't know that there have been that many of them called. Have there been? Like, I mean, well, for him. This one wasn't as bad because the one against the Vikings cost them the game. And if you see those types of calls that's that unfortunate. cost outcomes, then it's going to turn off a lot of fans. I, I imagine that the com- competition committee or rules committee, whatever it is in the NFL, gets together at the end of this season and they and they really pick through the plays and try to try to come up with a better a better rule. I bet they'd have some communication with a lot of different people regarding that. And I think they wind up getting it right at the end of the day because you can't you can't have these guys who have lived and thrived and made a living off of tackling quarterbacks like worrying about whether they're going to get fined and here's my other question is there an escalating fine system in the in the yeah. nfl yeah so every time he more. gets hit with this he gets more and more of a, yep. a dockage and probably pay. because he chirped after the game and gave this quote he might even get See, a little extra that. on that you one get into that i hate that <laughs> right hate it that. will be escalated like and that's what's that's what's messed up so then the next time he comes in there he is there's a great viral video going around of this fan and he's he's playing with his daughter who looks like she's 12 13 year old and he like gently picks her up Oh, I saw that. Puts pillow, the pillow under her head like, and all that. Down. That's what it's going to turn into, which I think football fans like the violence. It's a violent sport. It's a contact sport. A lot of people tune in to see that. It's At some point, the NFL's got to realize guys get hurt. It's okay. You can't eliminate injuries from the game. Can Look, I, Jimmy Garoppolo is a per- perfect example. Can I hijack this segment real quick? Because I yeah, know we're not ahead. supposed to. Can we talk Pop Warner football for a second? Let's do it. 
there's a rule in my son's Pop Warner League that if you get up by 30 points, I guess, oh. that you can only run between the tackles. Ooh. So you can't pass anymore. You can't run between the tackles. You can't so run a sweep even like you can't run. Dude, you can't outside. run through. You can't run through the three hole and see that there's a bunch of traffic in there and bounce it outside the tackles. Everything has to be right between the tackles. Really? So to the point where kids are running through there and then they got to take a knee because you can't score anymore or anything like that. So, but that's a stupid rule, right? It's yes. another one of these yes. dumb rules. But yes. to my son's coaching staffs, here's the question: Would you continue to score thirty points in the first quarter of the game? And, and not have any kid be able to do anything for three quarters. Or would you come out and would you work on different things that don't allow you to get up by 30 right away? Yes. You know you're going to win the game by 30. If I was going to win the game, I would try to make it where you could have more fun. Where kids could play for three quarters instead of actually play football. I just, just curious because I thought it made too, it made too much sense for me. (laughs) Right. But I was just curious. Yes. I I would do some things where the game was a little bit so you could play football. So you could play football for a while, right? You know, I was playing football, Adrian Peterson in that game. We both predicted he'd be back. He's a freakish athlete. He had 120 and two touchdowns in that one. We'll see if he can stay healthy in that one. All right, the game, there was a bunch of games that were going on. The one that was probably the most perplexing was the Bills game because you saw a team that was laughed at, scoffed at for being the worst in the NFL. Maybe they're tanking. Mm -hmm. The Vikings all of a sudden look like they're back. You know, they look like Kirk Cousins signed. They were 13 and three last year, a 16 to 17 point favorite. Yeah. And I thought it was a crazy, I thought it was a good bet to take the Bills at plus 16 or 17. I would have never guessed in a million years they would have wa- walked in into Minnesota and beat them like that. That's like the biggest upset in what, what was it, like in 50 some years? 23 years. 23 so years. Did you just say out. that? Did yeah. you just say it? What? But did you say that? And I no, was like I didn't zoned say out that. somewhere? No, no, you got uh, it. <laughs> but that was turn, like, I mean, I, that's why the NFL, that's why people love the NFL, right? Absolutely. Because the, the parody and you could win on any given Sunday or whatever, but there were two turnovers, right, early in the yes. game. Uh, fumbling the ball got for Kirk Cousins. A few times, yeah. That 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 puts you in a that puts you in a hole. If they convert on those type of plays, like that puts you in a hole, and it changes the whole complexion of the game. Do you know what I mean? Like those, that's an upset, but that doesn't mean the Bills are for real. Sorry, Hannah. Like you know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean the Bills are for real. You, what you could take away from that was Josh Allen didn't look terrible. Great, like he looked. He looked. He looked not got great, but every single rookie that's seen, except for Josh Rosen, who's played sparingly, you know, at the end of the game, they said, "Here, rook, go win the game." Uh, Lamar Jackson hasn't played very much, but the other three who have played, Baker, Darnold, and Josh Allen, yeah, and I think some hope continue. Yeah, they've all shown flashes of brilliance, and yesterday was Josh Allen's turn to show flashes of brilliance. He's out there hurtling, dude. Dudes, pretty athletic. Which, yeah, he's. That's why. That's why the scouts loved him and said he had the biggest upside is because he's got the cannon for an arm he's a freakishly good athlete that's a great photo by the way of him like absolutely hurtling a defender but if he keeps doing this he will get killed (laughs) again you talk about protecting quarterbacks you're asking defenders not to hit him and they're going out there acting a fool so if you out there hurtling guys you hit him while he's in the air like that what do you have have to carry him and Uh, and rest him down on the field and lay him down but i think you're going to see this with this rookie class of quarterbacks you're going to see these awesome signs and flashes can they can they sustain it? And that's how you see an upset happen when your rookie quarterback goes out there, rushes you know ten times, thirty nine yards, a couple touchdowns. That neutralizes a lot of what defenses are trying to do, and you don't really see that a lot at the NFL. Both running games were out to the Kirk Cousins haters. Just stop, stop it. Is it his fault that his team gave up twenty seven points? Is it his? He completed forty of fifty five of his passes. For 296 yards. Hold did the have ball, a few boy. Turnovers. Did, hold the ball, boy. Got to hold on to the ball. But you know what else they could do is run the ball just a couple times. That's right. 
a franchise low six <laughs> rushes. That's what I used to do in arena football. Wait, in they, the game, in the game, run in the in game, the game. not the first game. series. The game, no, six rushing attempts on the game. Like oh. that's ridiculous. <laughs> so lay off Kirk Cousins haters. They were coming back because I was chirping last week when uh, Kirk Cousins went off with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Detroit Lions, Patriots. I have long been a Patriots Mm-mm. defender, saying don't panic. Don't worry about it. The franchise will be fine. Last year they got blown out Mm-mm. by the Chiefs at home. It was not pretty. Yeah. I am concerned about the Patriots. I think I look at them, and that's not Tom Brady. It's not Tom Brady's getting old. It's Tom Brady doesn't have anybody to throw to. Right. If you watch the way they're defending Gronk, teams are taking away Gronk, and they're saying, all right, throw it to everybody else. We're not going to let Gronk beat us. And right now, with no Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon still wasn't suited up, so he's not ready. Why didn't they All suit the him up? No more Brandon Cooks. Why didn't they suit him up? Probably didn't feel he was ready for the— To, to run out there and, and catch balls? you got three wide receivers suited up. I agree, but this is a very complex system, and I I would have put him out there and had him run fades. And Dude. Said, Brady can tell him in the huddle. Correct. Run this route. Go line up there. Run this route. I probably would have. I think they're probably taking it slow. You were sending out five, ten wide receivers, asking him to catch pass. Like you suit that man up when you're dressing three wide receivers, and I'm, I disagree with you. They look old. Not, yeah, not just Tom. Well, Brock looks old. They, as a team, as an organization, even I will say they look old. It looked, they looked like they were the slower team. They looked like, um, they, they just looked old. And I'm with you though. In, in like in years past, and we've even said it on the pod that I tend to like. I'm going to err on the side of thinking that they'll figure it out because they're the Patriots and it's Bill Belichick and and Thomas Brady, but they're looking old and Father Time is undefeated. Like they, it, it catches up to you at some point, whether it's whether it's the culture and people you know getting sick of it, whether it's Tom Brady and him not having the same zip on the ball, whether it's Rob Gronkowski looking like RoboCop. It doesn't matter. You get old and they looked old. Do you think they're able to rebound? Do you think they still like because their their win total in Vegas was eleven and a half, and I'm like, that's a lock of the century. They're going to get twelve wins. A little bit nervous about that right now. If you made me, if you made, if you, around. dude, if you made me bet, like, what have they given me, like, in terms of a track record for me the not to bet? Track record that. for they, them is that they did it last year with the Chiefs, and they started slow in September, and they get better as Belichick works his magic, and Brady gets comfortable. They're going to get back Edelman. They're that's my get Josh. That's Gordon. my point. So I would probably. If made to bet, like I would probably still bet it. Like the last time they were one and two was 2012. Would they go that year? Does anybody have a stat on that? I don't know. Um, but I would still probably bet it. Although back in 2001 was their first one and two start. Well, their last one and two start. I mean, yes, 2001. Oh no, you're saying it before the 2012 season. Before that, it was 2001. So it doesn't happen a whole lot. They don't lose back to back games. That happened 2015. First double digit back to back losses, uh, since week 15 and 16 of 2002 season. So you are seeing some trends that are unfolding. I look, I get people in this business. You got to take the hot take. You got to say, Hey, they're done. They're toast. I'm not willing to go there yet, but they, they lose at home against the Miami Dolphins who look really good right now at three and oh, then they're toast. They're done. If are they start one and three, watch out. I'm not even Ryan a dolphin. Tannehill. I'm not even a dolphin fan. You might have to go there. You might have to go there and do it. Um, all right, let's keep moving around the NFL. Yeah. The return of Carson Wentz for the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought he looked good. I thought they still had some of the same issues crop up that had happened with Nick Foles. They had to protect him better. Five sacks in that game. It doesn't matter who you are, what injury you're coming back from. You have to come, you have to protect your quarterback better than they did. Um, a lot of the completions were conservative. Doug yeah. Peterson said he was going to open things up. I thought they, I thought they played it right. Like they had, they were playing to win the game. We're not going to get crazy. The Colts were struggling. I think it was a normal kind of it would it looked he passed his first test. 
was Carson Wentz. Yeah, um, and that's what you were looking for, Daniel. You wanted to see him get out there, uh, look decent, knock the rust off, and still get the win. Mission accomplished. I didn't see the game, so I can't speak to all of it. But this was interesting to me. Like, Andrew Luck completed 25 passes for 164 yards. Yes. Last week we talked about... Check down Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is this... And, and, and uh, I think to further that, Jacoby Brissett... They put him in at the end of the game for the Hail Mary play. Like, is, is there some concern there for the strength of whatever's going on in his arm? Or Here's where I don't think that's a big deal at all. Yeah. I think you see other teams have done this historically. Jacoby Brissett has a cannon, right? And Andrew Luck right now does not have a cannon. It is normal practice to put the guy who can clearly make the okay. throw than the guy who might not be able to make it. So Andrew Luck can't throw it 65 yards anymore. Maybe, he, you know, obviously sure. probably could have. If he can't either right now in this because he's early in his comeback or he never can again, I don't think it's a huge deal. The other thing that happens when you put guys in for Hail Mary, they get teed off on. Yeah. You, you can get it, put your bodies in a really weird spot because you're winding up. You're heaving it as far as you can. You kind right. of leave yourself open to a hit. They're probably like, it's a Hail Mary. The chances we're going to complete it are slim to none. So why leave Andrew Luck out there? Let's just put Jacoby Brissett in there for the prayer. Right, right, right. So I don't think it was that big of a deal um, that they had him in there. But – We'll see. Because I think it is something to keep an eye on is how conservative are the Colts with Andrew Luck. Because I do think he is a different football player now than he was previously. And the question is, can he get back to that elite level? And I think that is very much a question mark. And we'll have to see that as the season unfolds. All right, let's take a break. We're going to get back. What did I do now? I don't know. Oh. Anna's got to explain <laughs> it. I never know where she's going with this segment. Some Something I screwed up, something I did on social media. What did I do now? That's coming up next and off the bench. Welcome back to Off the Bench. It's time for our Monday tradition, my very favorite one. We like to call out Danny for all of his smack talking on Twitter from over the weekend. So the first tweet came from Thursday night. This one is about Bud Light and the Browns. Danny said, quote, beer has an expiration date, right? Could be a lot of beer wasted in Cleveland. Of course. That was before they put in Baker Mayfield, by the way. That's true. That's <laughs> Looking true. ugly. You, you killed a lot of fan streams. They said... One response was hoping this same joke has an expiration date. (laughs) (laughs) Another one said, not funny. Don't use this in your stand-up. I'm from Indiana and don't care, but not funny. (laughs) What is he saying about Indiana? Uh, Another one said, don't act like you don't know if you went to FSU, Danny. Now that's a fair point. Number one party school (laughs) in the country when I was there. But I didn't know about that. But that is a fair point. (laughs) Would know that. Didn't they just start doing the expiration dates on beer? Wasn't that like a thing? Some company, I think it was either Bud Light or Coors Light. One of them started to make it sound like their beer was the freshest. Oh. Because I actually Googled it, and they said some beers do have it, but if you keep it refrigerated, it'll be fine forever. I've never concerned myself never with expired. an expiration date on a beer. No, Same. I haven't either. I don't never think anybody looked. has. But they actually do have them, just so you know. All right, our second tweet came on Saturday morning. This one was about mascots. So he said, is the Oregon Duck the funniest, most creative mascot Legit in college question. football? Or maybe I should ask, who was the second most entertaining? This is a really good question. BYU I Cougar. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. The Syracuse Orange should definitely be up there. <laughs> I have to say. Oh, All right. Homer. A response. I should have responded to this one. I don't know what I was doing. SEC has the best mascot. Of course they do. Like everything else, right? No. Another one says, we need a committee to decide. <laughs> I know, so bad. So bad. Last one said, Canel, how about FSU's football team? They are pretty good. Ah, hey. that's a low blow. You know what was pretty cool? I actually had Sparty, Michigan uh-huh. State uh, mascot, responded. Yeah. And he was like, check my bio, which was pretty funny. Okay. And then I had, I can't tell if this is the real or fake, but there's drunk Aubie 
who is the Auburn Tiger. Auburn Tigers have Aubie, <laughs> what it, but drunk Aubie has like 70,000 Twitter followers. Aubie. And he tweeted at me and said something like, you better check yourself or something like that. <laughs> so it was pretty good. But for real, Oregon Duck is the most entertaining, funniest, like relevant. Like they have, like for their first game of the season, they had him come out with the outfit from the Kanye West video where he's yeah. wearing the huge outfit. Yeah. You know talking about. Yeah, yeah. And he, they come out wearing that. Like the video had only been out for like two weeks and they already came out with it strutting out to the field. It's like, kind of in theme with their program though, in terms yes, of like cutting edge. Ability. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kudos to the duck. No one does it better. All right, now we're moving on to socially relevant, where I break down what you missed outside of outside of Danny's tweets on social media. <laughs> of course, this actually stuff does happen outside of my tweets. Yeah, so we're starting in the NFL now. The Raiders are zero and three, but Marshawn Lynch, of all people, is staying positive about it. So after the game, Lynch talked to the media, and he said that they're just one good play away from being good. But the attention here wasn't so much on what he said, rather where he said it. Check this out. Marshawn put a garbage can in front of him during post-game interviews, <laughs> saying, quote, don't cross my barrier. He continued to answer questions about the loss with this makeshift distance between him and the media. So, guys, we've all been there, right? As the reporter in this situation, I actually think that this is genius because those beat writers get way too close. <laughs> I've never been there in terms of... Yeah, like, you have. No, I mean, in terms of being the... the, the oh, the other side. You've been the interview. interview. You've been, you've no, been Marshawn Lynch side. in that situation. Yeah. yeah it yeah, is I've kind been of like, if you're claustrophobic or have any deal with space or crowding, they are all over you on top of you. Yeah, I mean, I never really bothered me. I don't it didn't know. Bother I mean, me either, like, but it, I thought it was kind of cool. I'm like, wow, there's a lot. Did of you? Were you a guy who would get like, would you give the interview right away, or did you have to get dressed, or like, did what depends, depends on how you were feeling? About this the other day, like, yeah. if I had a good game, I'd clean up, put on. No, you. Suit. <laughs> if it was a bad game, I was going with the eye, preferably eye black, still smudged. Yeah, like you were rough and like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got beat up and banged up. I'm gonna go out there and try to look like the worker. You were that guy, huh? Yeah. I just, I did it, I did just it. Went. Yeah, I just went like yeah. this. To get it over with. <laughs> they actually, in the NFL, they have a 10 minute, like, window where you're not allowed, the media is not allowed in, and then they open up. Some guys will run in, try to shower, and be out in 10 minutes before the media gets in there, which is really, it's kind of <laughs> tricky because they start the clock the minute the game ends. So it's really like five minutes by the time you get in the locker room. Yeah. But guys will try to do it. They'll be in and out as fast as they can because they don't want to do it. I can't believe that neither of y'all mind when everybody's around you. There are so many times I would walk up and everyone would be like, back up, back up. I need my space. <laughs> like, that's the stuff you don't see before the cameras start rolling. <laughs> right. Good for you guys. All right, so earlier in the weekend, there was another big loss. Nebraska lost by 46 points to Michigan. The Huskers were, of course, embarrassed by Michigan on national television. But then they were again embarrassed, embarrassed by Wendy's on social media. Yes, I said that right. Wendy's tweeted out, might need a Scott Frosty to ice down the beating Nebraska. <laughs> Staking hashtag fresh fan reaction. And I just have to add a couple people wrote back saying, hey, this isn't funny. But then Wendy's clapped back saying, LOL, maybe we should start selling pacifiers too. Oh, so, that's guys, a great this response. isn't the first hey, time Wendy's. we've seen Wendy's delivering some of these clever tweets. Whoever runs this account is an actual legend. They need a raise. They are a goat. Like Wendy's, <laughs> Wendy's Twitter handle or whatever, whoever does that yes. is my favorite person in the world. To Hannah's point, I actually had people tweeting at me saying, you are a voice of college football. You need to call <laughs> Wendy's out. Tell them how wrong this is. Why? I was like, dude, relax. <laughs> it's college football. They're having fun with it. Trust me. If your team is bad, you're going to get kicked while you're down. Florida State, like you become the butt of all jokes yes. when you're bad. Just laugh at it. Roll it was a funny punches. tweet. It's not that big a deal. There were people saying they were going to boycott Wendy's in Nebraska. Like, watch your sales go down. That's like, crazy. Relax. Look, are we, what world are we living? We can't all admit that Scott Frost and Nebraska <laughs> are, are, 
are playing they're really bad. bad football right they're now. Bad like, what, football what's the problem with that? More importantly, though, question for you and Hannah. Do you dip your fries in the Frosty? <laughs> The old fries. I don't like the new fries. Oh really? Yeah. I don't like the take. fries with all the skin That's on a them. Hot take. Yeah. Right there. I, I am. I was so pissed because I used to love Wendy's fries. Dipping yeah. them in. Um. I used to go after games. McDonald's has the best fries though. Yes. Bar none. Yeah. yeah. But I used Close. to love the combo of the fries and the frosty. Right. And then they switched fries on me. What about you, Hannah? I'm. I. I'm, I strictly do frosty. Frosties. I can't talk this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just plain frosty. No. No nothing. Yes. Yeah. Only Good frosty. Call. I'm done talking. I can't do it. <laughs> All right. Last one, guys. I wish this turnover trend was over, but alas, we have another weird prop it's going worse. on. It's. It's getting so much worse. So ASU now has. Turnover gains, that's what they're calling it, of course. So after Chase Lucas intercepted a trick pass on the first play of Saturday's game at Washington, he took to the sidelines for a quick set of bicep curls. So, Danny, is Arizona State's gimmick better or worse than the backpack? Well, everything is better than the backpack, so I will (laughs) say that. Like, it's not even close. The backpack should be retired. That one, it kind of falls in line. Like, if you drop a pass, you have to do push-ups. But you just did something good. Why would you go over there and do the gains? It's all fun and games until one of those fools runs over and he's (laughs) celebrating with his other buddy and somebody tweaks a back because they got, like, stop. (laughs) Too much on the weight. Too much weight on the bar. Oh, you got it. Yeah, stop. Yeah. All the turnover gimmicks need to stop because there's only one and it's the turnover. I hate to admit it. It's turnover chain. There's only one. You drop that on somebody's foot. You got, like, you got a broken toe. (laughs) Don't stop. I'm surprised Herm, old school. I'm surprised old school Herm Edwards is yeah. cool with that. Like he's like, hey, let it roll. I guess, you know, you gotta deal with the new athletes. Millennial millennial athlete, gotta let him do whatever it yeah. takes, get him fired I think up. Just let him have free reign. No, yeah. we talk about the intern at Wendy's. I think about the intern that has to carry this weight out. <laughs> or like whoever's, right. that, like that's someone's Definitely job. the strength sucks. coach. It has to be the strength that's coach. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all for Social Relevant. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Canel and Bell. Coming up next, Danny and Raja catch you up on some of NBA's news. Today in Leftovers. All this and more coming up next. You're watching Off the Bench. All right. Let's finish it off. We promised we get to it. Mondays are hard because there's so much to cram into an hour-long show. Yeah. We did the NFL. Let's do a little bit of college football because Bama... 26 point favorite, I believe they were against Texas A&M. Did we cover? They did cover. Okay, good. Texas A&M did cover. It was a- Oh, no, no, no. I was Bama, bro. Oh, you were I Bama. Took Bama. Yeah, I took Bama to roll. You did. did. Look at that. Maybe there's going to be a big shift Dang. in standings. I want to make Dang. my run now. And I did give out Michigan as a guarantee. That was my lock. I lost that one week. too. So. Yes. <laughs> big shakeup. Right. But the top 10, um, not a ton of shakeups as far as the rankings go in the top 10. Alabama, of course, dominant as ever. Georgia continues to be in two. Clemson rolled against Georgia Tech. Ohio State blew out Tulane. Their test against Penn State, ranked number nine, comes up this weekend. That's going to be an awesome matchup. We're going to break that down later. I think the thing that was interesting about Bama was Jalen actually has played in the first four games. We will find out for sure, without question, if he's staying with Bama or he's not. I think he is. I think Nick Saban has been open about it. So he's going to play them all. You think it's dumb? So dumb. I don't think it's dumb. I think he's, I think he's a good teammate. I think he wants to win another national championship. And I think he's okay with being a guy that gets playing time that's kind of throwaway minutes because he's going to play a lot. He's well, going to get a lot of snaps. If that look, if your if your goal is just to be on the team and like then then, then that's fine. Like I I'm okay with that. Um, but if if your goal was to like try to be a pro and go somewhere and prove that you can play quarterback, then this isn't the right move. Right. If but you if we just want to be if you just want to be a good college football player and win national championships and then you're going to do something else. Right. Then yeah, do that. I think the that. thing we always overlook when we say what should a guy do? Should he go? Should he transfer? Maybe he likes his team. Yeah, Maybe it, he loves Tuscaloosa, like as a college experience. Why? <laughs> you know, well, again, I, again, you don't know that. Like as as a college athlete, like they're different levels, right? right? If you think that you can be a pro, 
then it doesn't matter how much you love your college. You have to do what you have to do to get to the professional level. But if you are just like want to be a collegiate athlete and in, and make the most of that time, then you could fall into that category where you have to take into account that you love your teammates and all of that. But like when my with my eyes, once I thought for a second that I could potentially make money playing basketball, I love my teammates at Boston University, <laughs> but I'm out. Like I'm not. You know what I mean? I got to do what I got to do. So Bama does not get upset. That's probably one of the most impressive things about Saban's career at Bama. Never had that crazy loss that they should like. Right. Usually, like their upsets against Ole Miss or Texas A&M years past have been like you know they were a touchdown favorite, you know ten point favorite. Yeah. Oklahoma was a monster favorite against Army. They got taken to overtime, and the game was on pay per view. Thank goodness, because everybody would have been shredding them if they were actually watching it. The fact that nobody probably was paying it to buy it to watch that game probably speaks volumes about the, why they didn't drop in the rankings. But Virginia Tech was ranked thirteenth. They lose, and it is not only an upset. Like it's it's equivalent to what we saw the Bills do to the Vikings, like right. for the worst upset in twenty three years. Old Dominion was zero and three. They got blown out fifty two to seven by Liberty. Yeah, and they go play Virginia Tech and and knock them from their perch. This was a team that beat Florida State in week one. They were pre- possibly contending within the ACC. How about Florida State is? But you're, oh, don't you're, rub it in. You're uh, you're giving them way too much credit. Like um, Ooh, Virginia, Tech? Virginia Tech. This is way worse than the Bills beating. Like that's two professional teams. <laughs> that's this game was this was ridiculous. That Number is thirteen true. in the country losing to ODU. You got beat by Liberty. Now the Virginia Tech has had a history. They got beat by James Madison a couple years ago. This yeah, back in the Frank Beamer era to start the season. It is inexplicable. Like I honestly do not understand how this type of game happens at Florida State when we were better than other teams. We might goof around for a half right but then you turn it on and you strictly you have more talent you run them off the field at some point virginia tech could not do that and that's alarming that's like all right well what what's the problem here old dominion it's not even like they're a good fcs team it's not like north dakota state not like james madison exactly it is inexplicable they did lose their quarterback uh to a a serious injury like that maybe that but still you should be able to play your walk-on fourth string quarterback and still run the football in old dominion i do not know how this happens let me ask you a question outside the top 25 why are my canes not getting any love their only loss i know we haven't really played anybody but our only loss although it looked bad week one it's to the number five team in the country like why are people hopping us in like the ranking why are we just mired at problem i have they should be they should be higher you look especially wisconsin it's only a it's only one spot wisconsin is ranked ahead of them wisconsin's only losses to byu byu is a top 25 team but they're not a top five team it was a better loss and i hate when we have to judge losses but that is a better but you're judging there. everything there in the top correct 20, right like we should be... I, the, the top 25 so you don't have a good answer um, for me right there no just, i'm i'm on your side okay, cool. i think you are right cool. to say that because they played Savannah State, Coca, thank you for that one. Savannah. Because they're playing these FCS walkovers. <laughs> but I do think Miami found a quarterback in Nicozy Perry. Finally, I think Mark Richt is going to make the change. And I think Miami will be a much better team than when they, they were. Yeah. Malik it's Rose very Rose. interesting timing on when they snatched him. Rozier too. He was two for three. Like, why well, they just snatched him and didn't go back to him? Like, that was, yeah. that was interesting to me. I, but I mean, I've been asking for this to for happen sure. for a while. I think sure. most Canes fans have. Just flat, maybe whatever it was. Mark Rick saw something, made the switch. Hey, all right. Uh, some NBA news. So last week we saw Jimmy Butler demanding a trade. Since then, Carl Anthony Towns signs an extension. Here's where I I feel like NBA coaches have the hardest job in all of pro sports. 
because they have zero power. So Tibbs says, I don't want this trade to happen. I want Jimmy Butler on my team. Yep. You know what happens? Owner comes in and says, nope, we're <laughs> getting we're dealing him. Like, I'll trade him if you won't. <laughs> right, I will. Right. He steps in, oversteps his bounds. The player has a voice. The owner has a voice. The coach is left with zero voice. It's going to happen now. Now you see some interesting things, some teams that are coming around, sniffing around. Toronto, they go all in on the sweepstakes. That becomes very interesting in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. They got Kawhi Leonard and him together. Like this, all of a sudden, the NBA is becoming very interesting. Yeah, that's 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 real tough spot to be in when your owner goes over your head. And Scott Layden, I know Scott Layden, he's out there kind of doing doing uh, the front office thing in 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 Minnesota. But the owner went to other owners and said, if you don't get any traction with Scott Layden or the, our front office, just come to me. As a front office, you're dead in the water. Like you can't get any. That's a bad spot to be in. I feel bad for him because I like Scott. Um, but the Carl Anthony Towns thing. Carl Anthony Towns just a week ago. Was not sure if he wanted to resign. Like that clearly shows you that there's beef there between right. Jimmy. Now Jimmy is out, and I know Jimmy's out. Let me get that extension. I'll sign with you guys. Like that's that's pretty interesting, and it speaks to. I, think it was um, the girl. <laughs> I don't know if it was the girl, but there was some issue. I think now, like, you know, those young guys clearly have their way of doing it. Whether you like it, Stephen Jackson, or or not, like they have the way that they've been raised. Carl Andy Towns and Andrew Wiggins there in Minnesota, and we'll see if that winds up translating into wins or not. But like the Jimmy Butlers of the world, kind of D Wade's, like kind of stuck in that old school. This is the second time now I think where he's been somewhere and got got sideways with people, and so you know he's going to be what is he going to be thirty? Is he going to be thirty and change? Jimmy Butler thirty five maybe. He's got some injury history. Yep. You're seeking a max deal. Um, it's going to be interesting to see twenty nine. 35 at the end of the deal. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. At the end of the deal. Um, you, you, the Heat have been very interested. The Heat have been very interested in him. Cause him and D Wade talk about old school mentality. Like, does that, does that do anything though for the Heat? Are they still going to be a, no, that's the problem. Like it, it, this would be a great place for Jimmy in terms of being, I, I like Jimmy. Jimmy's a really good player and he's by all accounts a really good dude. Um, you're not gonna be able to win here though right away. It's right. gonna take you, it's take you a while, but to be the face of a franchise and a town, which seems to be his desire, is to have this major market. Miami would be good for him. All right, I promised Michael Kasner on Twitter that we would get to the uh, Bucks Steelers game tonight. I think Fitzpatrick, the Fitz Magic, I think yeah. it continues playing think- at home. I think they've captured something playing at home against the Steelers, who are re- reeling right now. Yeah. Antonio Brown, you know, all that mess. No Le'Veon Bell. It's just the Steelers and Patriots, like some of these old guard. It feels like there is a shift. In the NFL, and you're seeing some of these teams get hot at the right time. I think the Bucks are able to do it. I think they continue their their role. I think they, the only thing that makes me nervous is I think they went from being an underdog in this spot to an under like to a favorite. Yeah. I think they're a point favorite. That I, makes me a little bit nervous. I think they're going to get swapped tonight. I think they're going to get. Oh tonight. really? I want to see Fitzmagic show up in his own jewels tonight. Like <laughs> yeah. come out in your own exactly. stuff, bro. Don't do it if you, only if you win. <laughs>